Hello and welcome to ATC MBA Talks, the podcast where we explore the different dimensions of the ATC MBA life. I'm your host Chandrakala and today we have two incredible guests with us who have had unconventional careers before they set out to pursue their MBAs. Nasheed, former head of the neurology department at MIT and Emilia, a former professional athlete and an entrepreneur. In today's episode, we'll talk about their MBA journey so far. Welcome to the show, both of you. Yeah, thanks for the invite. Um, great to be here and to be on the podcast and looking forward to talking to both of you today. Thank you, Chandrakala, for inviting me. I'm uh, excited to hear Amelia's story and uh, talk to you about my journey. I'm excited as well. To start with, uh, please tell our listeners a bit about yourself, your academic and professional journey before MBA. We can start with you, Nasheed. All right, thank you. So I was born and raised in Louisiana by Bangladeshi immigrants. My academic journey began at MIT, where I studied brain and cognitive sciences and French. Then I went to Georgetown for medical school before doing my neurology residency and neuromuscular fellowship at UCLA. Then I joined the faculty at UCLA and actually became the associate chief of neurology at the VA Greater Los Angeles. And eventually I became the director of our neuromuscular fellowship program at UCLA. And immediately prior to starting the MBA, I was the interim head of our neurology service at the VA Greater Los Angeles and, as you said, vice chair of the Department of Neurology at UCLA. Wow, that's very impressive. Emilia, could you also give a brief introduction? Yeah, I agree. Very impressive. Um, so I am German. I studied my undergraduate in business in Germany, in Berlin. Um, after that, I did a trainee program with Pfizer in Germany and in Italy. Uh, and then I had the decision to either continue with that or um, as I have been an athlete for around 10 years by that time, being an artistic roller skater, um, I have set myself some goals. I wanted to reach the first gold medal in a world championship for the German Federation in my category. And I knew that if I really wanted to pursue that, I needed to become a professional athlete and go full time on that. So I gave myself two to three years to commit fully to professional sports um, and decided that after that I would want to come back to business. And yeah, that's, that's what I did. Uh, I ended my career last October, November-ish and started immediately the MBA. And regarding the entrepreneur, during that time I kind of missed uh, the, the business part and the entrepreneurial part. So I, so I started my own startup sportswear brand in 21 and did that for the past two years as well. Very impressive as well. Um, I am amazed by the career journey that both of you have had. Um, next comes the million dollar question that we have been answering since we started our admission process. Why MBA? Yeah, I think, as I mentioned, I already knew as soon as I got into the career of a professional athlete that at some point I still wanted to do my master's degree and be part of a company, the economy. I mean, just not be an athlete for the rest of my life. So I felt like there is more to it. Um, and for me, the MBA was the perfect 
almost like a shortcut uh, to get back there. Um, I knew that a master's program usually takes two years, um, which yeah, I preferred to do something shorter than that. And I knew that the MBA is about learning from each other, um, learning from diverse people uh, with different backgrounds, which I really, really loved. And I loved the idea of studying abroad and getting to know people that have more business experience. So it kind of all made sense for me to to combine that with an MBA. You also started your own company before coming to the MBA. So was that the plan all along or how did it come about? Um, yeah, I think one thing that goes through my life is that I like to take challenges and push boundaries. Um, and always search for limits and try to overpass them. So that was what happened in my professional career as an athlete. And then um, I, I figured that I was missing learning new things in the and building my business acumen. So when I kind of spotted that opportunity of starting something on my own, I saw it as a challenge, an opportunity to learn. So I took it as a challenge and it grew faster than, than I anticipated, but um, it, it made me grow a lot. So I continued and it was similar to the MBA. I thought it would be difficult and intense, but I can get a lot out of it. So that was kind of uh, the same pattern of taking up a challenge and enjoying it. That's great. I'm sure your entrepreneurship experience must have added a lot of value to your MBA experience as well. More on that in a bit. Um, coming to you, Nasheed, was there any catalyst or event that made you consider pursuing an MBA? There were actually two catalysts. The first catalyst occurred in 2017. So nearly six years ago, I was hit by a car. And in the aftermath and reflecting, I decided that I would pursue a career in administration, that that was the right direction to take. And at the time, I was actually thinking of doing an executive MBA. And then the pandemic happened. So during the pandemic, I, of course, could not leave my career as, as a doctor. I felt obligated to stay. And then I you know, climbed up. I became the interim head. And then I realized at that point that I had hit a ceiling. Because I don't have a PhD, I, they would never have chosen me as a permanent head of neurology. So I had a choice. I could either tread water, wait at least a decade to become a dean, or I could pursue my international aspirations. You know, my parents are from Bangladesh. I speak French. I have a love for other countries and meeting diverse people. So I decided to come to Ashesay. Well, good decision because we're glad to have you here. <laughs> um, next question is, in what ways do you think your career path your pre-MBA career path has influenced your goals and aspirations post-MBA? So certainly my pre-MBA career has informed my post-MBA career. I still want to use my expertise in medicine and neurology, but in a different way. Mm. Now, I'm interested in solving systems-level problems in global health in the developing world. And I think my background and what I learned here at HSA will help me pursue those goals. Coming to you, Emilia, what's your plan post-MBA? So that's obviously a good question. Um, I think for, like, when I came here, I first got into this consulting bubble. It wasn't big on my list before, but I get all the 
benefits um, that people see about the the strong learning and the quick like you learn a lot in a short time um, and it is great as a opportunity post MBA to pursue something else after so right now um, I think that would be a great opportunity for me as well uh, consulting in Germany specifically and then I can see myself on two different paths which I will decide in the future one would be um, continuing the the sports going into the sports industry but from the economic side so Adidas Nike are companies that that inspire me but at the same time I'm very passionate about food industry and sustainable plant-based uh, startups uh, we just went to the sustainability and track in Berlin which was amazing and so I could picture myself in both and I still have a heart for entrepreneurship as well so I'm I'm very open and I'm I'm confident that the future will will bring something and I'm open to all of it. Let's see. My next question is to both of you. As you have had an unconventional pre-MBA career background, was there any fear or apprehension when you first started off? Um, please share your experience. It's definitely a fear for me coming here because I knew um, I was probably gonna have a very different background than most people. Yeah, so that was actually one of my fears coming here because I knew that I was probably gonna be um, or have a different background than most of people and also having not uh, not the knowledge about every subject we will cover. Um, but when I came here, I actually was pretty positively surprised about one, the diversity of backgrounds we really have. We have engineers, but we have also doctors, entrepreneurs, athletes. I mean, all different kinds of people. And I think that's very inspiring and helpful to learn from each other. And second, I mean, obviously, when you get to know people and they figure out what you have done, I, I won't say that people didn't start saying, oh, yeah, that's, that's the world champion, that's the athlete. I mean, yeah, you you are in that category, but s quickly, I mean, nobody um, sees it as something negative. On the opposite, it's mm -hmm. it's great. Uh, everyone really cherished to to be different, and I think that's the very nice part. Everyone here has been so welcoming and so nice and open to everybody. I think that's that's very special and one of the things I enjoy most about the MBA, the the people and the group you form. And then the more you get to know people, the more it's really about your personality and the characteristics you have and becoming closer friends. I think uh, as MBA students here, we are all very curious and excited to learn about somebody's professional background, especially when they are very different from our own. Coming to you, Nasheed, did you have uh, any apprehension or fear when you started your MBA journey? So not having any business background was challenging. I remember when we did Negosim, I had to completely rely on my team members, Victor Srinani and Antonio, because I didn't even know the words that were being used. <laughs> <laughs> so I knew that coming into the MBA that I would have to work harder academically mm -hmm. than the vast majority of students. So I made sure to, you know, I think study 
but also party when, <laughs> when, when I could. <laughs> I would say the other thing that actually I was a little bit worried about coming in is that I am a little bit older than many of our classmates, and of course my background is different. So I, you know, was unsure, like, you know, how am I going to like be accepted, make friends? If you know, is there going to be some sort of generational gap? But then I have to say, you know, I was it was very easy to make friends from all over the world, from all from all ages. And I also will say that I'm very thankful that Thierry chose me to be part of his TEC group because that was like an automatic mm-hmm. close friends friend circle, and they are my closest friends. And it was very helpful to have this um, kind of pre-made yeah. <laughs> group that I could have like deep conversations with. That's amazing. Moving on, could you share some instances from the MBA program, whether in the classroom or outside, where you felt that your because of your pre-MBA experience, you had, you had an advantage over others? We'll start with you, Nasheed. Okay, sure. So my background is as a neuroscientist, particularly in cognitive neuroscience. So I think, you know, I understand how people think, mm-hmm. what motivates people. And because I'm a doctor and a neurologist, I know how to talk to people and develop rapport with people from all walks of life, from all over. So it's it's helped in meeting people, I think, in establishing connections, but also it's helped in you know, understanding the concepts that were taught in OB, right? because basically I lived that on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so what he was saying for me was a, sort of a confirmation of what I've already learned, but also putting it in a different perspective, like using it in the in the business world. Mm-hmm. So I think another advantage that I have over most of our classmates is that I know how to stay awake for 30 hours at a time, for many days <laughs> per week. Oh my God. <laughs> is that healthy though, as a, asking to a doctor? I mean, you being a doctor, would you recommend that? No, I would never recommend that as a doctor, but I've done it. <laughs> so I know it's possible. <laughs> so I can study long hours, party, and then study again. Wow, that's interesting. For me, it's the opposite because I had to really take care of my body to regenerate. Mm. So I'm used to my night, like eight nights sleep eight eight hours of good sleep so it has been hard sometimes for me wow Nasheed clearly has an advantage over all of us what about you Emilia so I think uh, when I look back about the and reflect on the skills that I built as during the time as an athlete I think a lot of it is really transferable as we like to call it mm. I mean the the discipline being ambitious Uh, managing your time and being really aware of your skills like strengths and weaknesses is something that really helps in general and also during the MBA Um, and especially I think the mental part of it because in sports we don't talk enough about it but but the mental part of sports is so so important and the nerves are in the end what uh, makes you win or lose so um, I think I do because of mental training I was able to really focus on that and be aware of my personality and um, I don't know build confidence and stand up for myself and I think all of these help now as well Um, and one big thing is probably again pushing boundaries and going out of your comfort zone because I had to do that almost 
every day, uh, going, speaking to different people, doing things that are hard, going to other countries to train. So I am kind of familiar with that and know how much it, how much value it brings in the end. So here we go out of our comfort zones all the time as well, which is difficult, but which I love as well. And I see the, the positive in it. So for me, fun fact, uh, part would probably be uh, outdoor leadership seminar where we need people that have balance or good body and mind connection. I mean, every time there's something physical to do, that's that's probably fun. And an advantage, yeah, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> the next question is to both of you. How was the application process for you and what were your stories, if you don't mind sharing? So I've filled out many applications in the past, but I've never written so many essays in my entire <laughs> life than when I applied for the MBA. For sure. <laughs> yep. And I have never done interviews via video in which you're just staring into a blank void and interviewing, uh, give, telling your story. So that was a, a very weird experience. Mm -hmm. But actually, in terms of writing the essays, it really helped clarify mm -hmm. what my goals were and really why I wanted to do the MBA. So actually, it was particularly helpful. And I think, of course, I think for Amelia and for me, you know, we have unusual backgrounds, so we have an advantage because we're not the typical business student. And certainly, you know, I uh, took advantage of that. So I think for me, it was really about telling the stories mm -hmm. that um, I've experienced. So I have been through a few unusual leadership experiences, things that most actually even relatively young leaders don't experience, um, you know, being attacked by colleagues, oh. sabotage, and being able to write that, I think it shows probably a level of maturity and leadership that most applicants, I think, just don't have. You know, I'm, uh, as you said, I've, I've had an unusual background, but I've also been in pretty significant leadership positions. And so I really wrote about those, those topics. And I think that helped. Sure. So when I came here, I realized that they do really look for diverse profiles. And I was amazed to see how, how different the backgrounds are from people here. But when I applied, I actually wasn't that sure like how, how good they would find it. Um, because two things came together for me. It wasn't only the unconventional background, but also that I'm definitely younger than the average MBA student, which leads to less experience as well. So yeah, I really try to uh, portray everything I have learned, even though it's a shorter amount of time, but I really believe that um, as an athlete, it's really extreme what you what you witness every day. So it makes you grow up and learn a lot in a short time. And for me, it really helped to have or to be able to show that I have set myself goals, which were very ambitious. And that I really I mean, I became world champion. So it was a good story to tell and to show that I'm really pushing through and am able to achieve things. So that question really was was helping. And I think uh, that's what they acknowledged as well. 
Is there any challenge that you faced during the application cycle that you would like to share with our listeners? Yes, actually, in my case, because I'm actually older than most MBA students Mm -hmm. and my experience is more. So I actually had at least one um, very well-known business school push my application to the executive MBA program. So actually, so I applied to that program before, I should say. And Mm -hmm. so when that happened, I realized I really needed to prove to say and other business schools that I wanted to do a full-time program. So I made sure to add a line or two about that. Mm-hmm. So it is tougher, I think, if, if you're a little bit older, a little bit more experienced, and you want to do a full-time MBA, you have to prove to the school that you're willing to give up your job and pursue a full-time MBA and be amongst very fun young people and party with them. <laughs> you see, I love this because it's it was exactly the opposite for me. Because for my first video interview, she said to me, uh, you have more experience than, I don't know, a master's student. So we would consider you for the MBA. We like you. But you need to be aware that you will very probably be the youngest one. Mm-hmm. And if you want, we could also see you in a, in a master's program. And I made sure that I really want to, to be with the MBAs. And yeah, so interesting. My next question is around choosing your target schools, a business school and why HEC? So I actually was looking for an international program. I wanted to leave the United States, you know, even the top business schools in the US, Harvard, Stanford, Penn, essentially produce the same type of student. Mm-hmm. And the stereotypical graduate from HBS, Wharton, GVS, gives a vibe that I don't particularly like, to be honest. Mm-hmm. So I was looking at European business schools, I knew that the students at European business schools are a little bit older too, and they were from more diverse backgrounds, not only in terms of country, but also in terms of sector and, and industry. So I was looking at the, in the European business schools. I speak French. I'm a lifelong Francophone and Francophile. Mm-hmm. So Paris mm-hmm. was certainly where I wanted to come. And I had actually learned about HSA and the Grand École system during my freshman year French class at MIT. Mm-hmm. So HSA was always at the top of my list. And I lived in Paris when I was in college for a summer. And I always have been wanting to come back. Come back. I thought I would retire in Paris. And I managed to find a way to come back before then. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, do you think the European colleges are more diverse um, than the U.S. colleges? Yes. And I say that in terms of the number of countries and ethnicities. You know, in the U.S., the people who are coming from various countries have typically already lived in the U.S. for Mm -hmm. a long time. So they're like partly American. Mm -hmm. Whereas here, right, there are students from LATAM who who have never lived outside of those countries, right? There are students from Africa and Japan, right? We have 18 students from Japan in our batch. And every time I tell someone this, especially my friends who have gone to U.S. business schools, they are amazed. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a huge advantage of the European business school, and especially I should say. And I'm so grateful that I came here. Would you say the same for professional background as well? Yes, in terms of professional background as well. Because in our class, I think we have five lawyers, we have five doctors, we have a professional athlete in our batch as well. <laughs> and we have people from all different sectors. And I, I think that's such an advantage because you can learn from them, right? 
you learn from them not only professionally, academically, but you learn from them in a social way. And to have a not only a professional network, but really a social network that is so broad and deep is really special. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. I totally agree. So coming to you, Emilia, since you're younger, like like you've mentioned earlier as well, so were you was there anything particular about HEC that attracted you to it? You know, something more advantageous considering your professional background and experience as an entrepreneur? Yes, definitely as well. Um, I had a pretty clear path as well leading to HEC. So I really wanted a European business school. Um, and the second big thing was that I knew I was going to end my career in, in the winter, like in October, November. Mm-hmm. So I didn't want to wait another year until September to start. Uh, so I really wanted a business school that enables me to start in January or whenever it is that is earlier. So that brought it down to two, three different business schools in Europe. And well, when I looked at HEC, um, there were different things. I mean, France as well. Um, but they did stress a lot that they really care about diverse profiles. And they even in their listing about the years of experience you need to have, they were v- like a lot more or a lot less strict on the years you need to have. So I was getting the sense that they really look more for diverse profiles and um, which really catered what I wanted and the second big thing there was that HSC is really known for like being stuck on campus in the middle of nowhere and building a huge community their their alumni network is big and very well known and it's really much more this integrative approach of learning together and focusing on the studies Whereas other universities, you you stay in the city center, which is very nice, but it's much more uh, dispersed and a little bit of elbow culture as well. Mm-hmm. And in my undergrad, what, what I did is I worked full time, I studied full time and I trained every day. So I was everywhere at once mm-hmm. and it was very challenging. After three years, I really felt like I needed to focus on one thing. That's why I decided to be full-time as an athlete and that's also when I decided for that for my master's program wherever it might be that I really want to focus on it and fully enjoy that experience because it will probably the last be the last time that I really do a graduate program in mm-hmm. that sense so it really fitted the HEC culture and and the campus and the people here I think another factor is that people I should say are really nice People are not competitive. Yeah. They're very collaborative. You know, I went to MIT for undergrad where that is also the environment. People are super collaborative. It's engineering, you help each other. Then I went to medical school and I was shocked at how people are backstabbing each other, very competitive, not nice. So when I was looking to go back to graduate school again, I really wanted a place where I would fit in, where I would be you know, happy to become friends with my fellow classmates. And I think that's a fact that's hard to find out from from the interview experience, but it's something you should really uh, try to investigate. Like, is the environment, are the people your type of people? Mm. Yeah, I totally agree. Totally. And to add to that also, I, I love the pre-selection that HEC did. 
um, like selecting the people that are here, not only because of their kindness, but also we are so different, but still we have similar values and similar drivers and similar yeah, um, outlooks on what we want to achieve long term. Um, and it makes me also a question I get asked a lot is, wasn't it super hard to like completely shut down the, the world you were living in and stopping competitions and just coming here mm. in a completely different world, basically. And and on the one hand, I think for me, what made it easier is that I already knew that I was going to do that the whole season. So it was easier to say goodbye to everything and really, I mean, close that chapter on a very high end. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I reached my goal, so it was easier to close that chapter. But on the other hand, a big part is that I really feel like I'm still in an environment that is similar to the one I was before, which is where people push each other to Uh, suppress their limits to work hard and but also to collaborate what you just said um, I know there are a lot of stereotypes of professional sports where people don't yeah they just think of themselves and there's not a nice atmosphere and of course I have met experience like that but the people that I was really close to and made friends with in the end were really trying to push each other and inspire each other And that I think is very valuable and something I still feel, feel here. So that also kind of made me feel at home. Any last advice or suggestion to our listeners who might have an unconventional career background and are planning to apply to the MBA program? First, do a full-time MBA. Really immerse yourself in the business school environment. Get to know people deeply. Do as many things as you can. Be open to new experiences, work hard, play hard, drink hard. That's what we learned at MIT. <laughs> I, then I, I think you should definitely do that here in business school as well. Yeah, I fully agree. Uh, just take the opportunity to have here uh, to learn about all these new things because we have been very niche in, in whatever we have done. And here we get the chance to really learn about new things and create a well-rounded profile. And I think just taking advantage of that and fully immersing yourself, as you said nicely, mm. is, is, is the most important part. Yeah, totally agree. With this, we have come to the end of the episode. Thank you so much, Nasheed and Emilia, for sharing your experience and your journey. It was wonderful chatting with both of you. And I hope our listeners enjoyed this episode and took away one or two things from it. Until next time, bye-bye. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Bye. You. Bye.